0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. We got a lot of things to chop up here. Peter King will join us coming up in a little bit. We'll talk about the strategy with the Houston Texans not trading Deshaun Watson. We'll uh, check in with the Cincinnati head coach, Luke Fickle, on the outside of the playoffs looking in. It's early, even though it's the first release of the uh, selection committee's poll results with the top four teams, Cincinnati and the Ohio State on the outside looking in. We'll uh, look at the rankings here, and if I'm Cincinnati, I start to survey the situation of teams to keep an eye on that may keep Cincinnati out of the Final Four. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dp show. Our uh, great uh, sponsor, Panini Trading Cards. The hottest rookies, biggest superstars. Collect them all. Panini Trading Cards. The official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts. Check out new NFL Instant NFTS. Celebrating players and top performances at PaniniAmerica.net. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question. All of that forthcoming. We say congratulations to the Atlanta Braves, underachieved in the postseason for decades. They had a pitching staff with three Hall of Famers, and they won only one World Series back in 1995. But this year, this year's Braves team took the opposite path because nobody expected them to reach the playoffs, let alone win it all. But they did it at the trade deadline. And, uh, They picked up players that helped them in the second half of the season. You know, Adam Duvall, Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario helped reshape this team. Jorge Soler, he went deep. Dansby Swanson, Freddie Freeman also homered. Soler, who won the World Series MVP, a midseason acquisition as well. They didn't start to feel like an underdog. It felt like they were America's team because if you didn't have a rooting interest, you were probably rooting for the Braves to make sure that the Astros didn't win at all. But this is a Braves team that beat a really good Brewers team, the defending champion Dodgers, and a championship-caliber Astros team. They may not have been the team we expected to win at all, but the Braves deserve all the credit. An incredible postseason run. And I started to wonder about this. With the Houston Astros, you know Carlos Correa, their shortstop, probably won't be with the team next year. I think the Tigers have an interest. Tigers are going to be spending money. I don't know who's going to be left for us to vilify or look at public enemy number one, Altuve, Bregman, but they lost badly. I don't. I don't know if we sort of move on from the Astros. And I'm not suggesting this. If the Dodgers had beaten the Astros and beaten them like this then we probably move on a little bit like, okay, the Astros, you got a world series and uh, some nice parting gifts for losing in the world series. I don't know if people move on from that and maybe it stays with Jose Altuve, which isn't fair, but he is sort of the poster child and probably a future hall of famer. But I watched last night. and That's what I thought of as the Braves were celebrating. What do we do with the Astros? I'm still not Sure. I don't know how history is going to look at the Astros. It feels like there's damaged goods. Yes. Eden.
1: Is it not fair
0: that it sticks with Altuve? Is it not fair? Yeah. Is it? Are you asking should it stick with him? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it, you said it might. Uh, this is going to stick with Altuve, which might not be fair. Yeah. Well, I'm asking, is it not fair? Just Altuve. The other players. Went to other teams. Yeah. I don't know if they, you know, wear the scarlet letter, but I guess it starts with your your best player, the face of the team. Yes. He,
2: Is it sticking with him or just because he's not still on the team? Yeah.
0: But he's Where's also, that- I, even if he went to another team, I think that we would go, I wonder if he's sharing secrets on how to cheat like they did in 2017. I mean, I'm thinking as a fan here. Um but I think it'll stay with him just because he's so great. Anytime he does anything in the postseason, regular season, we don't care. Postseason, you know, he's hit more home runs than just about any player in baseball
3: history. Yeah, Paul. It hurts Altuve because he was the most successful, but also the crossing home plate, don't rip off my jersey Mm. excuse, and the scuttlebutt accusations around that. That was like a, you know, there's no proof there that he did something more wrong, but that sure didn't help his case.
0: Yeah, that's one of those, I didn't quite understand it, where, hey, I had a tattoo that wasn't finished and I didn't want America to see it. Yeah, McLevin.
3: It's also
2: that he's so short, he doesn't look like he should have that kind of power. Is that fair at all? I mean, he really is tiny. He's short. Yeah, oh, I mean, he's compact and strong as all get out, but he's an odd player. Like, you wouldn't expect, there's never been a guy like that.
0: And I don't know if that should be the topic today. I'm just telling you what I thought when I'm watching the Braves celebrate. What do we do with the Astros? It's like, what did we do with Barry Bonds? There's certain times when you go, what do you do with this story? You try to move on? Can you move on? And with the Astros? I don't know. It's like you got a new manager in Dusty Baker. Still had just a couple of players left over from 2017. But Correa probably is going to move on. And uh, Jose Altuve was wonderful in the postseason. I mean, he, he is. He's a great player. Bregman did not play well. But give credit to the Braves. They they did, you know, usually at the trade deadline, nothing happens, like the NFL. Nothing happens. But when you go, okay, at the trade deadline, we're going to reset our entire outfield. And we're going to bring in the World Series MVP. These are all players that were available to probably everybody. But they were able to do this. And keep in mind, they lost one of my favorite pitchers, Charlie Morton. That was game one. Fractured his leg. But that's a team that... Produced when they needed to, big hits, big home runs, and you know, kind of pedestrian. Eighty-eight wins during the regular season. I think the Minnesota Twins back in the '80s—that's last time we had a team win it all with that few of regular season wins. With uh, they had eighty-eight. Yeah, Paul.
3: If I'm the Braves GM, president of operations, whatever their personnel guy is, I'm going in for the Rays today because mm. he's getting more credit than a GM has gotten since uh, since uh, Theo in '16. But that's what you
0: want. You have, want somebody who's going to make moves, smart moves. And at the time, you know, these, are, these, these didn't make the bottom line where you go, oh, they just picked up Eddie Rosario. N- nobody cares. Jock Peterson. They were like, oh, okay, sounds nice. Because everybody was thinking, okay, the Dodgers are still the team to beat. And we, we sort of forgot about everybody else in the National League. Brewers had a good year, but, you know, the Dodgers get knocked off. Brewers get knocked off and you know the Braves did the damage here and so you can't go boy they didn't they didn't earn this or they did every bit of it and uh, having been in that city for uh, a few years watching the lean years with the Braves before they became formidable um, interesting time there in Atlanta because that's been a cursed city when you think about winning championships all the opportunities that they've had you had one of the great Pitching staffs of all time with Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz. And he won one World Series. You know, Hall of Fame players. Um, what happened with the Falcons, obviously. You know, basketball. Never really had those moments to be able to play for championships because they couldn't get by the Boston Celtics. But uh, it was, it was good, good, fun baseball to watch. And baseball is, it, it, it's a it's a great local sport, but it's played on a national stage. When you get to the World Series, And if you don't have a rooting interest in this, or there's that player you're going to, the tune-in factor, then you're probably not watching. But instead of, and I'm the uh, get-off-my-lawn guy. Hey, I remember when. You know, I got to realize, it's not coming back. The 1970s, not coming back. This is baseball. Either you like it or you don't. And I'm not here to tell you. Oh, come on! You're you're missing out. On okay, if you don't like it, you're not going to watch. You can speed up the game. That doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you're going to you know fall in love with baseball. Late games, I got it. I mean, we we talk about these these moments. I just love the game. I, I just don't like it being kicked. It'll never be America's pastime again. It's just not going to happen. Uh, and, and watching last night. It's not a topic of conversation with people, even on this show. Like there's real, no pulse rate heartbeat with it. And it's a shame because there's part of me that says, you know, you should be covering this more, but this is local. These are local stories. The only reason why the world series was more national was because of the Astros. That's it. But in Houston and Atlanta, this is covered daily. And deeply, but not on a national stage. So I, uh, I issue my, uh, my apologies already of not diving in uh, all the way with uh, the World Series uh let's see mclevin
2: what kind of poll question this actually isn't a poll question but a question uh last night joe buck took some flack because he talked about freddie freeman's impending free agency extensively Mm -hmm. then the headline after was freeman kind of hints he wants to stay in atlanta do you let a guy like that do you pay up for him even though he's older if you're atlanta out of like loyalty or do you get in a bidding war with the yankees oh i don't know it's like he deserves to be there right if he wants 35 million dollars a year do you have to You don't have to, but I think you have
0: to sell this to your fan base of, we want to be smart to win more championships. We don't want to keep opening up a scrapbook and say, remember when Freddie Freeman was good? Like, he's a wonderful story and a great representation for any baseball team. But I think when you get to this point, when you fall in love with history or what was, what used to be, that's dangerous.
3: Yeah, Paul. You know, to be fair to Joe Buck, when the game was 6-0 in the uh, sixth inning... The game slowed down dramatically. I watched every pitch last night, and the game slowed down. Mm. There was not a rally for Joe Buck to sink his teeth into, Smoltz to sink his teeth into. So they were talking about other topics, and that's a real topic for the Braves. That wasn't Buck's fault. That game slowed down.
0: Well, it doesn't matter what Joe says. Right. It, he's polarizing. People are going to pile on. They just are. Um, I thought John Smoltz had a really interesting take because when you pitch, and Max Fried was already up three nothing, you have to pitch like it's zero zero. You can't pitch where, hey, just throw strikes. Hey, don't get too cute. And Smoltz is saying, Hey, go out there, pitch. Don't be thinking we're up three nothing. We're up five nothing. You gotta think about in the moment that batter. Because if you don't, then you get two on and then somebody hits a bomb and now all of a sudden you're in trouble. But that pitching staff, and I, I told you that I had somebody who's covering the World Series who said, hey, you know, this is this is what we think happened with Max Fried. He was tipping his pitches. And it hadn't come out yet, and I said it on the show. And then I think they eventually went back and looked at he would wiggle his glove, and uh, they knew that it was a breaking ball. I mean, that's just good baseball, observational baseball by the Astros. You know, nobody's cheating there. And they noticed that he would... His glove would wiggle a little bit for a breaking ball. And they, t- you know, they tattooed him. Well, I guess he fixed that because last night that pitching staff was great. He threw six scoreless innings. The bullpen was wonderful. And uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but the Braves pitchers threw the first game in World Series history with no runs allowed, no walks allowed, and at least 10 strikeouts. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what what stat of the day. This fall, we collaborated with Sportique to release a real great, high quality, limited edition item. It's a bundle with a sweatpants hoodie, a flask that says win or lose. We celebrate comes in a special shipping box, handwritten note from me. And uh, there are only a couple of left. It's a great gift for the holidays as well. Available at
2: danpatrick.com. What's the poll question we're going to go with there? I want to start with the question you started with. Is hating on the Astros Mm. done for now? Just to see what the audience says. Does that wording make sense? I I don't know exactly how you word it, but is this storyline? Are people ready to move on? I think there are certain fan bases where it's okay to still hate them. Like the Dodgers fans,
0: it's okay to still hate the Astros. And you'll probably never stop hating the Astros. I don't know if there's another fan base. The Yankees tried to shoehorn their way into the uh, sympathetic figure uh, the last couple of years, but no. Uh, I'd say probably the Dodger fans. Yeah, club.
2: And then another poll for later to make people mad. We have a college football ranking poll that we'll save for a little bit later because that's going to get a lot of calls. Okay.
0: All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP show. We'll check in with Peter King. Did the Texans make the right move by not making a move with Deshaun Watson? What if Deshaun Watson says, hey, I'd like to play now? What did the Texans do? Also, the situation with the Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs arrested for DUI. He uh, was involved in a crash where a woman was killed. And he has been cut by the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. We'll uh, check in with Peter King. Your phone calls. Play of the day, stat of the day, and our poll question. All of that coming up here on the Dan Patrick Show. Discover the Discover credit card, and you will discover this. They match all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn. It's amazing. In fact, even more amazing, because of all the places where Discover is accepted, 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. And that means when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. Discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations to apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at DP show. I didn't think Odell Beckham Jr. was going to be traded, but uh, I wonder if the Cleveland Browns are reconsidering that with a little bit of drama there where OBJ's dad now involved in this. Uh, OBJ uh, Sr. is involved in this. Uh, let's, uh, let's start there with Peter King from uh, Football Morning in America, NBCSports.com. Why, do you, why didn't you think he was traded, Pete?
1: Who's got the money for Odell Beckham? I mean, Dan, the biggest problem at the trading deadline this year is that there were a record number of teams within $5 million of the salary cap or less. The Rams really wanted Von Miller, but they told the Broncos, listen, we have, we have no money, and we've already redone all the contracts that we can the only way this gets done is if you take the vast majority of his money. The Rams paid an extra third round pick for Von Miller because the Broncos were willing to pay 9 million of the nine seven that was left. So with Odell, I mean, I'm trying to figure the number now. I wrote it in my column a week ago uh, that if anybody wants him, basically, they got to commit uh, whatever 21 million bucks to him over the next three years and including this year. And it's just, I mean, does anybody really want to do that for a guy who, A, gets hurt a lot, B, for whatever reason, okay, and no one really knows, but for whatever reason, he's not the receiver he was with the Giants. Is he not getting targeted enough? That's what he would say. Uh, I, I mean, but Dan, his, his yards per catch is way down from Giants days. It's just, he's he's a, he's kind of a mystery player right now, plus he's, He's either about to turn 29 or 29. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, teams without money and not knowing what guy you're getting when you trade for Odell Beckham, I think that's the reason why.
0: Yeah, but it's just strange that he got there and it, it, it felt like his mind was still in New York. Like he, the Giants sent you to the Browns. They wanted to punish you. And he kept yeah. like, I'm going to prove you guys wrong. I mean, they're a contender. He 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 could be a media darling. Like, you want out of a situation that you would want into a situation where you got a chance to win a Super Bowl in Cleveland. Um, you're, you could be the star of this team. I'm just curious. When I watch, there are times when I can go a long period of time, I don't hear his name called.
1: Yeah, I think part of that is that so he missed, I think, nine games last year. He's missed a couple of games this year with injury. Uh, so... Dan, that's, that's the big question. You know, who is he? And that, that the other part of this, I think is, I mean, when you think about Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. You think of a real explosive receiver and, you know, he just hasn't, I mean, he had a couple of plays last year against Dallas. I think one was even a running play, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a reverse. And, you know, he looked like the old explosive Odell, but to me, I mean, he's such a squeaky wheel. And at some point you have to determine, and I'm sure the Browns have buyer's remorse, uh, but at some point you have to determine if that's worth it. And I'm sure a lot of teams around the league, I mean, look, it, it, we might sit here, Dan, and say, oh, you know, his dad doing that, that's just a father protecting his son or whatever, being a fan, whatever it is. I mean, stuff like that gets into a locker room. Yeah. Do you want to trade for that? I mean he's been he's been as disruptive as he's been effective uh and, and you know the other thing is you know if you look at his career in with the Giants he was like he was a touchdown machine you know I mean this guy has scored seven touchdowns in two and a half years with the browns I mean he's, he hasn't scored a touchdown since midseason last year so I, I, what are you getting Dan that's the question
0: What's the trade that should have happened but didn't?
1: The trade that should have happened that didn't is uh, I think the Broncos, if if I were them, I would have traded Kyle Fuller for whatever I can get. Uh, You've got enough depth in the secondary right now. You're down on Kyle Fuller. And I know there wasn't as robust a market for him as people thought, but, I mean, he's still – uh, just look at all the teams, all the top-tier teams in the NFL that could use a corner right now. Um, I-, I thought that was one that should have happened and didn't.
0: Give me the strategy behind the Texans not trading Deshaun Watson. I mean,
1: you got to have two teams that want to make a trade. If the Miami Dolphins really wanted Deshaun Watson, they would have traded for him. Now, I do not know what happened in this alleged conversation between Stephen Ross and Deshaun Watson on Monday night. I'm not positive it happened, but let's just say it did. You know, uh, basically if you're, if you're Stephen Ross, you've got to get a commitment from either Deshaun Watson's people or his handlers, his agent, his lawyers, whatever, to say, we're going to make this thing go away. We are going to make a settlement uh, on this right now and i and for whatever reason whether that was asked for and didn't happen if i were the owner that's what i would have said we'll trade for you if this goes away <clears throat> and we'll deal with the firestorm <clears throat> but deshaun watson and his attorney last spring chose to not settle uh whether they could have or not i don't know but he is steadfastly proclaimed his innocence that's america but you can't ask on acquiring team to acquire a superstar player and you don't know whether he's going to be available not only this year but on opening day next year if this goes the way we think it is Dan and this doesn't get resolved until sometime in 2022 Deshaun Watson's probably not playing opening day next year yeah. so who would trade for that
0: yeah, and what are you trading, and, and when are you going to get him? We've asked the Texans twice, whose decision is this that Deshaun Watson is not playing? Is it the Texans? Is it Deshaun's? Is it the NFL? And we've gotten no response. What if Deshaun goes in and goes, hey, I'd like to play now?
1: It's a coach's decision, and David Culley would say, I'm sorry, we're playing Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills. Uh, and, you know, so then... You have to decide do you want to be the ultimate squeaky wheel and start screaming to play um i doubt i doubt he would do that my gut feeling is this is just going to continue as it has been the whole year
0: is it tanking is it what tanking um is it tanking
1: i don't think it's tanking in the truest sense of the word let me ask you a question dan if you owned a football team and there was some significant evidence that your star had had sexual impropriety uh, with any number of women up to the number 22. And uh, you have to ask yourself, do I want this person wearing my uniform? Uh, That's a question that for anybody who says, oh my God, he ought to be playing, ask yourself the question, if you would want Deshaun Watson being the quarterback of your team right now, when he has not been found guilty of anything yet, but uh, you, you know, is the is are the accusations so I, whatever words so reprehensible that you uh, that you would want him that you could you could overlook them and have him play for your team? I, I wouldn't want
0: to. Why not suspend him?
1: You don't need to,
0: but you're if paying you, him. I think that's where people you have. You are a problem. paying him, but
1: but if you suspend him, the NFL or the NFLPA is just going to challenge it, and the NFLPA is going to say, "This man, it's America. He's innocent until proven guilty. Nothing has been found guilty." The NFLPA would win it. Uh, you know, there's. I don't see any alternative. If you're not going to play him, it'd be if you don't want to play him. It's just like the Keyshawn Johnson thing with Gruden. The last six games of the year, they just told him, hey, stay home. And they paid him f- for not coming because Gruden hated Keyshawn so much and thought he was disruptive. <laughs> and, you know, I, if, if you suspend him and don't pay him, you're going to have uh, the NFLPA all over you, and the NFLPA would win.
0: Talking to Peter King, Football Morning in America, columnist, NBCSports.com. You mentioned uh, John Gruden. With John Gruden out with what happened with Henry Ruggs, they're a competitive team. Um, How do you sort of handicap what the Raiders are going to be able to do the second half of the season here?
1: Well, here's the thing about the Raiders, all right? I, I mean, to me, the reason why this hurts them right now especially is because they had figured out the sweet spot with Henry Ruggs. And what I mean by that is they had figured out that we're not gonna play him every snap because physically he's just not up to it. And so they had gotten great production out of him. I mean, he was the modern day Cliff Branch and he was gonna have a great career. And now, now that he's gone, now you ask yourself, so what are they going to do? I think for the short term, Zay Jones is probably the guy who will play in his spot Sunday against the Giants. But I would expect if Deshaun Watson clears waivers uh, by, by I think it it is Thursday at 4 p.m., might be Wednesday at 4 p.m. because he wasn't traded in time. I think it's, he's got to clear waivers by Thursday at 4 p.m., and if he does, I would expect the Raiders to be very interested. But <clears throat> the Raiders are hamstrung like so many teams right now. They're 2.6 million under the cap. So if they were to sign Deshaun Jackson, they would have to get him for bargain basement. And so, and, and you don't know right now, I don't know how much Mike Mayock thinks of Deshaun Jackson, but it's a very, very logical substitute, especially for a team that's better than we all thought they'd be at midseason.
0: What did you make of the Rams' strategy in uh, trading for Von Miller?
1: It fits everything that they do. They figure that we'd rather have a proven veteran than an unproven rookie, <clears throat> even if it's like for two picks. You, you know, you look at what happened with uh, Jalen Ramsey, and and I forget what number of picks they were that they traded, but who wouldn't take the best corner in football for two low ones, uh, or whatever the deal was. And I think it's the same thing with Von Miller. They will trade essentially, let's make it up, Dan, the 60th and 95th picks, about somewhere around there, uh, for Von Miller. They will play him uh, sparingly, I think. They're not gonna play him every snap now. Because they, this is a trade for January and February, Dan. It's not a trade for November. And so they want him to be fresh when they're trying to beat Tom Brady in the divisional game in January.
0: Have you touched base, base with uh, John Gruden?
1: No. No, I've not spoken to him.
0: What if the Jets have found their quarterback and that quarterback is not Zach Wilson?
1: I think this is a very interesting game on Thursday night because if Mike White plays great and if somehow, some way they win, I don't think there's any way Salah's putting Zach Wilson back in the game a week from Sunday when he's healthy. Just, I mean, that's my guess. Uh, how could you? Uh, if the guy plays two great games in a row and your franchise future guy had been struggling the way Zach Wilson was. Um, but that's something that. Um, I think it's easy to say what if, but we just don't know because the games haven't been played. I wouldn't expect that Mike White would play great again um, on the road, loud environment, uh, Colts playing for their season. Um, but, you know, you never know. I I do think that Robert Sala is a lot more interested in winning than he would be interested in putting salve on the hurt feelings of Zach Wilson, however.
0: I know you're a big baseball fan. I mentioned when the Braves were celebrating last night, one of the things I thought about is, do we move on now from the Astros of 2017? You've only got a couple of players left. Altuve you is still know, there.
1: And you're going to lose, they'll lose the shortstop Correa. now. Yeah. Uh, they'll lose Correa now. So there will only be two big guys left. And, you know, it was funny, Dan, you know, the Fenway crowd was killing the Astros during the playoffs. And this thought occurred to me. The best players on the Astros in that playoff series were all guys who were either not even in their organization. They might have been in college or high school. What In 2017, where was Jordan Alvarez, you know? Uh, where where was Fromber Valdez I mean you know these guys they walk in and they said it reminds me of what George Young used to say when there'd be some controversy involving the Giants that he had nothing to do with and he would say what did I do I'm just sitting around here picking my nose and there's a crisis (laughs) and it's just those guys have to be thinking man you're picking on the wrong guys
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just don't know. I think Dodger fans are going to keep that uh, and never let go. But I don't know if other fan bases really care since the Astros lost to the Braves.
1: I, You know what? The Yankee, Yankee crowd will be the exact same way. Yeah. You know, the, the Astros are kind of fortunate that they don't play the Dodgers. How often do they play them? Once every three years? I don't even know how the interleague schedules work. But obviously, they go to the Bronx once a year and that crowd will never let them forget it. But... And that'll happen long after, you know, Jose Altuve will be in a retirement home and the Yankees will still be killing the Astros every time that an Astro walks into Yankee Stadium.
0: Uh, One other thing I forgot football wise, uh, I thought maybe the Saints would reach out to the Broncos since they're having a, a fire sale and bring back Teddy Bridgewater. Um now there's a, a report maybe that Phillip Rivers would be interested in playing for the Saints. What do you think Sean Payton does the rest of the season at that position?
1: I talked to him at length on Sunday night, Dan. I didn't get the impression that he thought the answer for at quarterback was outside the room. I'm not saying that it can happen, but the other part of it is the Saints don't have two nickels. The Saints are one of two teams in the NFL right now who are under a million dollars for the salary cap. You think Phillip Rivers is going to play for dimes? I mean, he played for 25 million bucks last year. uh, And I doubt sincerely that they would move heaven and earth for a guy who might be their quarterback after he practices for a while, for what, seven weeks? And maybe the playoffs? I'm telling you, Sean Payton thinks that he can manage a game with Trevor Simeon. And he thinks he can use Taysom Hill. He might have Taysom Hill start. I don't know. But I think he's okay with those guys. Uh, Now, if he gets one of them hurt, then he has to go to Ian Book. And then he might be in a little bit of trouble, even though he does love Ian Book. But having said all that, my gut feeling is that they're not going to look outside for quarterback.
0: Great to talk to you again, Pete. Thank you. Have a great week. Hey,
1: Dan, thank you.
0: That's Peter King, Football Morning in America, columnist, NBCSports.com. Yeah, I would go with Trevor Simeon, and I would keep uh, uh, Taysom Hill in the offense and use him in a variety of ways because you you really lack um, any other great offensive player weapon other than Alvin Kamara. And if you can have Simeon in there and sort of manage a game where Sean Payton is basically quarterbacking the team through Trevor Simeon, then I would do that. But I I at least would have kicked the tires on bringing Teddy Bridgewater in. But as Pete says, you know, maybe they didn't have the money. That's where I would have said to the Broncos, hey, we'll take Teddy Bridgewater. Do you want to pay his salary like you did Von Miller? We'll take a break. We have our play of the day coming up next and your phone calls back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
2: Oh my God. The play, the play,
0: is play. of the day. left, I got it! We're going to play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. He attacks and smokes one to deep left. This one's going super That is out of the ballpark. Whoa! Over the train tracks, it's 3-0 Atlanta. And Jorge Soler lands the first punch here on the top of the third inning. He's the first player in baseball history with three game-winning home runs in a single World Series. That's your Play of the Day brought to you by WCNN 680, the Fan Braves Radio Network. Play of the day brought to you by M Drive. M Drive, you want to lose weight? Try M Drive Lean, protein powder backed by real science to help you lose weight. Find it at MDriveDan.com. Don't let age beat you.
2: Visit MDriveDan.com. All right, McLovin, poll question we're going to go with is. Okay, hour one was Are we done hating on the Astros? 69% <laughs> said no. <laughs> I think our LA audience chimed in right Probably
0: there. Probably so. Uh, speaking of which, Gus in Los Angeles joins us on the program. Hey,
2: Gus. Good
4: morning, Mr. Patrick. It is a great day in Los Angeles. (laughs) I figured. (laughs) I'm currently going to Disneyland right now. Not to celebrate the Braves, but it's Denise's birthday, so work and school taking a backseat today. But you asked an interesting question earlier, and you asked, will this ever go away for the Houston Astros? And my answer to you is no, but it's not because we're going to hang on to it and be bitter the rest of our lives. No, we've got high rents to be bitter for the rest of our lives out here in L.A., it is because the Astros refuse to come out and say it. They refuse to come out and face the music. The reason why some of these, uh, uh, these steroid guys have been you know, somewhat, quote-unquote, forgiven, A-Rod, all these other guys, is because they've come out and be like, yeah, I took them. I did it. And that's why they're not going to be vilified the way that other people, Clemens, Bonds, and all them have. The sooner these Astro players come out and quit BSing and saying, oh, we we never did that, you know, stop trying to, you know, make us be the enemy. If we didn't do anything wrong, then, you know, then stop doing anything. We didn't do anything wrong. We never got punished. No, you did. The sooner they come out and say it, the the quicker Los Angeles and New York will be like, all right, we won't bring the trash cans. You're still, a, you know – you know a scumbag for cheating but we won't bring up the trash cans every single time that we play you and that's the way that it's going to boil down to and quickly Mrs. patrick i know you're probably sick of hearing it once again congratulations on the hall of fame you've deserved it for so long i know i speak for many people when i say you have personally helped me out get through some of the worst days of my life just by being on the radio airways every morning And thank you once again. I look forward to one day being honored to buy you and the boys around when you're out here in February. I know Princey doesn't drink. We'll get him a Shirley Temple. But thank you very much. Hall of Fame doesn't even begin to describe your career. You boys have a great
0: day. Thank you, Gus. And uh, have fun with your daughter at uh, Disneyland. Yes, Eden. Hearing rumblings that Gus owes me a shower of shame based on the Lakers
1: not
2: winning the championship. Oh,
0: Oh well, look who remembered. Look who remembered. <laughs> Whoa, okay, Gus. Um, so you owe seat a the shower of shame. What's your uh, what's your choice of uh, of shower?
4: Oh well, I thought it was. Uh, what was it? Is I'm gonna throw sand on myself first and then honey, or is it honey first and then? No, first? no,
0: it's 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 honey then sand. <laughs> It's honey, then sand.
4: Yes. Thank you, Seton, for reminding me. You are most welcome, (laughs) Gus.
0: Uh, And still have a great day, Gus. Thank you. I very much will. All right. Yes, Paulie.
3: A lot of beaches around there. You don't have to throw sand. Just put some honey on your body. Do a roll on the beach. Go back home. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I know. I think when it first started, I don't know if it was us or Gus saying, "Uh, yeah, so I just put sand on me, and then I put honey. We're like... No, the sand will all come off. You put the honey on, and then you put the sand on. Al in Atlanta. Al finally has something to celebrate. Al, congratulations. Oh,
4: good morning, Mr. Hall of Fame. Yeah. And, yes, Jovial is finally back.
0: <laughs> how how was, was last night slash this uh, morning? It
4: was, it was great until about 4.30 when the hangover started kicking in, and I could not go back to drinking more bourbon.
0: All right. Well, congratulations.
4: Yeah. uh, Now, on the the facts of Freddie, you got to pay Freddie. I mean, he's stuck with the team through the fire sale that Liberty Media put us through, through all of those bad years. He was always there with a smile on his face. You got to pay Freddie. Like we paid Chipper. You got to pay Freddie. And as for the Astros, it's never going away, especially since they got shut out twice in this World Series,
0: proving they needed to cheat to win. Well, they, they got shut out at home last night, so if they were going to cheat, they would have cheated last night. But, uh, Al, congratulations. Know, but... Thanks for the phone call. Uh, you know, with the Astros, if they do come out, and, and uh, if Al Tuve comes out and says, hey, all right, we did it, does that matter to anybody? Like after a while it's too late. Then you don't care about it. The problem is you never got punished. I think that was really what it came down to. But once again, that's just my thought after the Braves won, do we move on from the Astros? And I don't know if we do, but it, you know, it's up to individuals or fan bases. To me, I have, you know, there's a lot of guys who've cheated in a lot of different sports. And we pick and choose who we want to vilify. You know, Bonds and Clemens. To me, they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And you can't even use the logic of, well, they were Hall of Famers before they cheated. No, it's the entirety of your career. You can't go, hey, he didn't cheat up until that point. Because why did you cheat? And they both made tons of money. They all realize that. I mean, Bonds was making Not much with Pittsburgh. San Francisco is making $20 million a year. And that was 20 years ago. Clemens, the Red Sox kicked him to the curb, goes to Toronto, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what happened here? Nothing to see here. Oh, yeah, there is. But as far as the Astros go, they just didn't get punished. That's all. I think if they had, then we probably would have moved on. Yes, Todd?
2: Does it help or cushion things at all that they lost in 2019 to the Nationals and they just lost last night to the Braves?
1: Or is it more specifically and only about that they have one ring and maybe they don't deserve any rings at all? No,
0: it's 2017. That's it. They, The Dodger fans, and rightfully so, feel like they stole their World Series. I understand it. I'd have a hard time moving on from it. But I don't have a, a, a rooting interest in this. Like I, I didn't go... Boy, Andy Pettit got away with cheating with the Yankees or run down the list of players with the Yankees. Like, I, it's just, that's baseball, baseball polices itself, whatever. And, you know, you have an asterisk by your name, whether it's real or not, uh, A-Rod, you know, some of the great players. You can't sit, I mean, you drive yourself crazy if you sat around thinking, oh my God, that guy got away with something or that guy cheats or uh, that's not a real record. Yeah, Paul.
3: Around the fourth inning last night, I was kind of wishing the Astros had the signs. They're rusted (laughs) out the drum and the the can. They needed some run production. I wanted that game to be interesting. Yeah.
0: It is true that that is the first World Series game where pitching staff didn't allow any walks, any runs, and struck out at least 10. You know, that pitching performance, that bullpen was wonderful. It really was. And you had some great timely hitting. All right, uh, next hour, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about what did and did not happen at the trade deadline. The Cincinnati head coach, Luke Fickle, will join us. We'll talk about the rankings that came out last night and Cincinnati and the Ohio State on the outside looking in. These things have a way of sort of playing out. But if I'm Cincinnati, I'm a little nervous. We'll talk about that coming up. One hour in the books, two more to go. Seaton, Paulie, Fritzie and McLovin, yours truly. One more item as we close out the first hour. Aging can be tough. Trying to lose weight and keep it off. That's why I want to tell you about something new. M-Drive's got a great product, M-Drive Lean. Powerful protein supplement. Driven guys take this to lose weight, look good, perform at their best, no matter what their age is. And it's great to have in the morning. You know, mix it together with some things if you want to. Put some fruit in there. But it's powerful protein supplement that'll help you get through the day. Formulated with Morosil, which is a clinically tested blood orange extract. What that does is supports reduction in weight, waist size, body mass. It's weight loss is backed by real science to help fuel your daily drive. Visit mdrivedan.com. Try it for yourself. They offer free shipping, a 60-day money-back guarantee, so nothing to lose. It's not easy to lose weight and keep it off. Visit mdrivedan.com. Try m drive Lean, shed the pounds. You want to feel your best. You want to lose weight. Drink m drive. Go to mdrivedan.com to try for yourself. mdrivedan.com. Good luck.